0: This is the Cheyenne Roundup, a weekly preview of the action inside the general session of the 67th Wyoming Legislature from Wyoming Public Media and Wildfile. I'm Maggie Mullen. I cover state politics and government for Wildfile.
1: I'm Caitlin Tan, and I cover energy and natural resources for Wyoming Public Media.
2: And I'm Madeline Beck. I cover health and public safety for Wildfile.
0: We are headed into week two of the session and when I last checked close to 250 bills had been filed and that number is definitely going to keep climbing till the filing deadline at the end of the month. Last week it was a fun time to be at the Capitol. You know lawmakers were getting acquainted and reacquainted with the process and part of what defines week one of the session is the governor's state of the state address. So Caitlin, Governor Gordon, he had a lot to say about energy. What were some big takeaways? What What was his message to legislators?
1: Yeah, you know, Maggie, that is true. There was a decent amount of time spent on energy. I did feel like there was kind of this theme throughout Gordon's address of Wyoming versus the federal government When he was talking about energy, he directly called out the Biden administration uh, saying, you know, he disagrees with their energy policy. And he feels like Wyoming should be chosen over international partners to be ramping up energy production. I will note that end of year numbers from 2022 do show that actually oil production in Wyoming is on the rise. Gordon definitely focused mostly on what Wyoming can do for itself with its energy future, kind of without the federal government. Going into talking about energy issues, Gordon gave a nod to climate change. He said, quote, change and innovation are inevitable. So, you know, he focused with that a little bit Unsurprisingly, on carbon capture, which continues to be what the state is hoping will keep the fossil fuel industry going into a world of more carbon neutral policies and energy. So that wasn't too big of a surprise, Um, you know, and then after that, he went into talking about this rare earth mineral bill and he encouraged legislators to support this bill. And this was actually discussed in the House Minerals, Business and Economic Development meeting. So I'll tell you guys a little bit about this bill. It's called the Source Material Mining Agreement. It's House Bill 61, and it's sponsored by the Joint Minerals Committee. And first to just get started, it's kind of a loaded title, you know? So source material mining is basically a radioactive byproduct that comes out of rare earth mineral mining. And this could be things like uranium, which to Wyoming is really valuable because uranium is kind of this key ingredient to developing the nuclear power industry, which, as you might all remember, is a pretty big deal in southwest Wyoming. The TerraPower nuclear plant is in development in Kemmer, but it's actually been delayed uh, because of that uranium issue. So originally, the plan was this uranium was going to be sourced from Russia. And because of the war, that's not happening now. So America's trying to figure out a way to source this special type of uranium within the states. And Wyoming is hoping that it could be sourced right here in our borders. So this bill would give the state the authority to regulate and permit the rare earth mineral byproducts like uranium, And what lawmakers are hoping is by giving the state the authority over the federal government that the state can do this more cheaper and quicker and therefore gain more interest from, you know, rare earth mineral companies and and hopefully grow that industry in the state. Uh, It was moved out of committee and it'll go to the House floor pretty soon. And so it'll be interesting to see what comes with that once it's brought before the rest of the House.
0: Thank you, Caitlin. Madeline, in his state of the state, the governor also recognized the hard work of Wyoming's first responders, which reminded me of your reporting on a draft bill to help better fund EMS. So what's happening there?
2: So from my reporting, it's clear that many Wyoming counties are struggling to fund emergency medical services. To help with that, Republican Senator Kale Case is sponsoring a bill that would allow counties to form and local voters to fund EMS districts. You see, the state limits how much money counties can raise through mill levies. And according to a Department of Health report this fall, 21 of 23 counties had maxed out their levies. But special districts, like sewer districts or the proposed EMS districts, are exempt from that cap. To be clear, the bill wouldn't require counties to form the districts, and voters would choose whether to fund them. But without more funds, some emergency services may fall short. Ten EMS agencies have actually shuttered around the state in less than a decade five closed in 2021 alone. You can read more about that on WioFile's website. But sticking with health, the Judiciary Committee members heard from the Wyoming Division of Criminal Investigation and the state crime lab Friday morning. The takeaways were this. Fentanyl challenges continue to grow. Overdoses from synthetic opioids like fentanyl are increasing. Demand for drugs that may contain fentanyl is high. The amount of fentanyl seized by law enforcement in the state increased from about 1,600 units in 2020 to more than 13,000 units in the first three quarters of 2022. Now, there are several linings. Uh, officials talked about how much fentanyl law enforcement has been able to seize, uh, which they, they really tout as, well, people working together well, and a lot of uh, jurisdictions and over state lines and over county borders. Uh, they've also talked about how the state crime lab has reduced its case backlogs, but many coroners in the state have turned out of state labs because they don't want to wait to figure out what killed someone. Uh, so they want that turnaround a lot faster. So they've used out of state labs. Uh, and yeah, so just to stick with health and healthcare, Maggie, I saw your story on the bill to extend postpartum
0: Medicaid. What's the latest? So that bill just barely squeaked out of committee on Friday. Uh, The House Labor Health and Social Services Committee voted 5 to 4 to approve the bill to extend postpartum Medicaid coverage. So right now there is some postpartum Medicaid coverage for those that are eligible. It covers the two months after giving birth. So the bill would extend that coverage from two months to 12 months. And part of the idea here is that pregnancy and giving birth, those come with a lot of health risks, not all of which are immediately apparent. For example, there's a lot of discussion about postpartum depression, which, you know, that can be diagnosed months after giving birth and can also last for several years, Now, this bill was an interim bill, so it got the interim treatment, so to speak, which, you know, meant a lot of input from stakeholders. And in this case, you know, that meant the medical community who, you know, really broadly support this bill. I mean, there is significant support for this bill by just about every medical association in the state. Uh, Governor Mark Gordon also supports this bill. Uh, that said, you know a lot of that interim discussion it had to be totally rehashed uh, last week because you know this is an entirely new committee on the House side. I mean, none of the previous members rolled over. Plus, you know, six out of nine of the committee members are altogether new to the legislature. So it ended up taking you know these two committee meetings last week to get through public testimony and discussion and ultimately to a vote. Now the the four lawmakers that voted against it, they had uh, concerns about getting the government involved with the issue. For example, uh, Representative Sarah Penn of Lander said, "You know, she thought the bill had a good intent, but you know, she was concerned about the program relying on matching uh, federal government dollars." She was also she also stressed, you know, this this. Uh, this idea of personal responsibility and said that, you know, she was concerned that the program could give too much of a, a safety net to those that would qualify for it. Um, Now, looking ahead at this week, I'm going to be keeping my eye on a bill to restrict the powers of the Secretary of State, specifically that office's election-related duties. Now, the idea for this bill first came up in the interim after the primary election when, you know, some lawmakers were concerned about how now Secretary of State Chuck Gray's campaign uh, really questioned the effectiveness and the integrity of, of the very office he was seeking at the time. So this bill would transfer election administration duties from the Secretary of State to the state canvassing board. This was very contentious in the interim. I don't expect it to be much different now, so I'm eager to see what happens. Speaking of contention,
2: I saw your reporting on how to make the Capitol more inviting. Can you tell listeners a little about that?
0: Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. You know, to remind people, uh, the Wyoming State Capitol is known as the People's House So there are some ongoing efforts to really live up to that name. And that has meant, you know, adding these chess and checker tables in the extension building, also adding more seating areas outside of, you know, the Senate and House chambers. And the idea here is to really kind of encourage the public to feel comfortable coming to the Capitol and comfortable spending time here. And and not for, you know, no reason. The idea is that, you know, if you're more comfortable, you're going to be encouraged to, you know, maybe be a little bit more civically engaged or be a part of the process. So I got to sit down with Wendy Matson at the Legislative Service Office. She's been, you know, implementing this. And it's really great, you know, to, to see folks, you know taking advantage of these seating areas and, you know, using them to connect with lawmakers. So, uh, you know, if you happen to be in Cheyenne, I, I totally encourage our listeners to, to stop by the People's House.
2: Would chess and checkerboards in a uh, cold, long hallway really entice you, Kate, Caitlin? If you're just in Cheyenne and you're there to eat some nice foods uh, or see people, are you like, you know, I could really go for some chess and checkers. I'm going to go stop at the Capitol.
1: You know, it's not the first thing that comes to mind, but uh, now that Maggie mentioned it, maybe I will. (laughs) You don't want to
0: miss out. You don't want to miss out on this. Caitlin, Madeline, thanks so much for being on this week. Great chatting with you.
1: Thanks for having us, Maggie.
0: This has been the Cheyenne Roundup, a weekly preview of the action at the Wyoming State House during the 2023 legislative session from Wyoming Public Media and WILE Fresh episodes drop every Monday, and in the meantime, keep updated on all things legislative on wyomingpublicmedia.org and wildfile.com. Thanks for listening.